it's me, Kiki. Welcome back. It's Life Over Brunch, and it's June. Can you believe it? It is June. It is hot girl summer with some caveats. If you know me, I'm having a hot girl <laughs> summer crisis. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm canceling hot girl summer. I think you should just eat pasta and like love yourself, and if that's the best hot girl summer, I'm, I'm almost positive of it. I hope you guys are doing well and getting out the sunblock, getting ready for the warmer weather, and just having a really good time. Life's short, right? We got to enjoy it. And in order to enjoy it, right, we have to feel good. And that's why my guest this week, Katie Olderman, nutritionist, she's a licensed clinical nutritionist, focusing on whole person healthcare to treat the root cause of your digestion, anxiety, stress, fatigue, and burnout. Katie, I have been talking to for months now, and it took us a few tries to get this podcast recording on the books, but I am so excited we were able to do this. She's amazingly intelligent and full wealth of wealth of knowledge on the body, really focusing on the stress response and what that causes, the, the breakdown it causes in our body. She's also focused on a paradigm shift from the biomed model to holistic self-care and is launching a group. She has a million things going on. She's saving your body from the inside out and she's also creating new programs to help support the changes you're going to make. But we dove in today to so much stuff that it was just incredible. I'm excited for you guys to, to really, you might have to listen to this episode twice just to take it all in. But we talked about the parasympathetic nervous system and how typically we are stuck outside of that. We are stuck in our sympathetic nervous system and Katie explains how getting back in, tapping into that parasympathetic nervous system can make such a difference in allowing you to drop back into your body out of the mind and allowing a lot of that stress to become alleviated. Also giving us ways to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system, which makes a difference in having self-care instead of sick care. Chronic stress is talked about so much throughout this episode. And on that level of how chronic stress is related to the boundaries that we aren't setting and not prioritizing ourselves because of hustle culture, almost, if you will. Katie is going to take you to church in this episode, so get out a pen, have an open heart, and allow yourself to sort of look inside while you're taking this time to tune in. I think you're going to love it. I know she definitely gave me a little bit of a, a run for my money. I said she was yelling at me before we started recording, and she wasn't yelling, but she was definitely directing, and I couldn't appreciate her more. You guys are going to love Katie, so tune in now without further ado to Life Over Brunch with Katie Alderman. Okay, so now that we're laughing about me, um, Katie, I'm so happy you're here today. I don't know, you might be saving my life, but um, well, welcome to Life Over Brunch. And just so you folks know, you're tuning in right when she was laughing at some of my choices over here, but that is okay. I am, I'm happy to help people learn. <laughs> Jeez, there's been so much going on. You are spitting out some fire content these days, which I'm glued to the screen. I'm scrolling through everything that you're offering up to this world. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. We've been, I know we've been trying to do this for a while and like, I'm just so stoked we can make it work this time. Finally. I know me too. We thought we both lived in different States, um, which happened to be, <laughs> we thought we lived in the same state. It's that was great, but whatever. Hey, however we got here, we got here. Exactly. So exactly. you are sort of a magician um, when it comes to, 
when it comes to nutrition. And the best thing about you, I mean, you say it in your bio, you're a whole person healthcare, which I think is pretty much non-existent in the healthcare paradigm that we know of, you know, the doctors and their insurance cards and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's definitely something that's missing because I myself have experienced, you go into the doctor, you tell them your symptoms and either they prescribe a pill or they don't look at how that tracks back to your whole system. Right. And they're just, it's kind of like people who think they could spot train and lift. Like I just want to focus on my calves. It's like, well, mm, okay. You can't really do that, but sure. And I feel like that's the (laughs) same concept you know, as our quote unquote healthcare system is these days. And you really try to find the root cause of the whole person. Yes, that's absolutely true in every possible way. Yep. When you're working with people, they come to you. I mean, what's, you don't have to obviously use names or anything, but just for an example, what would be the starting to the middle to the end for you with maybe a recent client? Middle to end? I get clients that, so I focus on the stress response, um, which I think we've, we've spent some time talking about, but it's basically when you get stuck in the sympathetic nervous system, instead of being able to go into the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest, you get stuck in fight or flight. Um, and since chronic stress is literally everywhere and on the rise, I work with clients that are experiencing sort of all of the downstream effects of chronic stress and stress has an effect on your nervous system, on your endocrine system, your thyroid, your adrenal glands. So like all the exhaustion there, your immune system, and especially your digestive system and your gut. So I get clients that really run the gamut. I mean, I get, I get clients that are having a lot of, um, just like prolonged exhaustion and fatigue and burnout and overwhelm. Um, That's more like adrenal related. I get a ton of anxiety clients. I get a ton of digestion clients, both like upper and lower. So whether it's like acid reflux or constipation and SIBO and just like gut issues in general. Um, And I practice through the lens of, I do a lot of mind body medicine because so often so many of these things tie back to some form of trauma that people have experienced. Um, So we work on getting their nervous system into a safe place. Yeah. And that makes, I mean, I, I think that when you talked to just now about the parasympathetic nervous system and how people, I feel like people forget they have that part. (laughs) Like, you know, I feel like everyone is in this sort of hamster wheel of chronic stress and, um, and more and more people are saying, you know, it's okay to rest. Like, don't feel bad about resting. And some days I wake up and I see that, but I also have 40 things to do that day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to not rest till later, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. but I do feel that it's important to listen to your body instead of just Mm -hmm. gut it out, push through. I'll do that later. I'll take care of that later. I think it's really important to listen and ways in which you get your clients to sort of tap back into their parasympathetic nervous system. Is that part of what you work on with them? Absolutely. And you just hit the nail on the head, which is why I'm so passionate about teaching it this way and why my clients have so much success is because exactly what you just said. I feel like even in the field of 
holistic, whole person health care, medicine, like functional medicine and preventative-based medicine, which is how I practice, there's there's more of a focus on like um like your your food that you're eating and how you're eating and your biochemistry and your you know your your movement practices and like there's there's just this in the wellness industry in general there's sort of this um we seem to like gloss over the stress response piece of it and so often doctors will just say like oh well you should just be managing your stress better or like try some stress management practices or why don't you meditate or do some mindfulness and we just um we just blow it off right because it's it's so hard and I hear it all the time it is so hard to just slow down (laughs) when you're living in that state of chronic stress and overwhelm to slow down and like drop into your body that is very hard to do I think it's also Um, a scary place for people too oh it's very scary especially if you've been through any any form of trauma which like the statistics are crazy like 67 percent of us have it's very hard to drop back into your body and it's it's just it's I mean we're in this this state now of just always having stimulation and information overload and the idea of like sitting back and relaxing and practicing any sort of mindfulness based practice is, is very overwhelming and scary for people. And it's much easier to just ignore it. To get out of it. Yeah, of course, to ignore it and to ignore the, Oh, you should meditate. You should. And I don't think those are the greatest directives coming from doctors either. Like you should just Uh slow down a little bit. You know, everyone's flipping them off on their way out the door. Right. When they say that. (laughs) So it's like, okay, buddy, you know, see you later. Um, but I think too, something that you said about, you know, the wellness and everything, the wellness industry, the fitness industry, people don't realize, and I only know this from my own personal recent experience is like, I was told stop working out so much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard when I'm still teaching some classes, but also trying to put my own workouts in. And, mm-hmm. and it's because this there, you know, you do elevate your cortisol level when you're working out, but if you're already have elevated levels, just because you're living in chronic stress, you know, an hour, two two hours at the gym is not helping your situation. And I know there's a myriad of women out there or men, but my wheelhouse would be women. I know there's a myriad of women out there who are like, we're measuring everything we weigh. I'm sorry. We're weighing everything we eat. And I'm going to the gym seven days a week. I'm working out two hours a day. I'm moving. I'm doing well, nothing is changing. My body is not changing. I'm not losing any weight. I don't understand what's going on. And that obsession, you know, obsessing with that too can just cause more stress. So you're doing Mm -hmm. yourself a disservice if you think the only way to become to your own goal situation, whatever that may be, is to, you know, crush it at the gym every day and, you know, weigh out your chicken, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It couldn't be more true. And you also have to check what your motivation is going into that because so often it's, that a lot of people will say that's their stress reliever, right, but right. does it actually relieve your stress to do a hit workout? <laughs> to like, I don't think so. You know? I mean, I, I don't think so. It's great, but like, it definitely doesn't, it's not a stress reliever for me. Nothing, none of my workouts for me, working out is not a stress reliever. Uh-huh. It's just part of it, It's so ingrained in me at this point that it's, I, I would miss it if I couldn't do it, but 
there's something to be said about not doing it as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the coolest thing about it is that once you learn how to tap back into your body and connect back with your body, and that's, that's the best way to get out of the stress response because it's usually happening in your head, right? That's where anxiety and overwhelm and all these things are happening. And there's, there's this feedback loop between the body and the mind that we're very clear on and aware of now. But once you find a way to drop back into your body, that's where all your power lies. Like that's where you develop that level of self-trust that you really, and self-care that you really can take care of yourself. And you're the one that has all the answers for yourself. And that's where you find your intuition and just your power. And so it's like this complete shift from the way we view medicine today, where the focus is on doctors having all the answers. I want to put all the answers are actually in your hands. Like my job is to empower you to know that you know exactly how to take the best care of you right. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's kind of the, your, your thing is, you know, focusing on self-care instead of sick care, because like we had said earlier, maybe we did, mm-hmm. maybe that was when we were talking and you were reprimanding me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it isn't a healthcare system. It's sick care because there's no wellness program. I mean, they say there are, they're not as widespread as studios and gyms and things like that. Right. So tell me more about how you're trying to make this paradigm shift from the biomed model to the holistic self-care. Oh, such a good question. I think that for starters, I think it's important to understand how medicine works. And the truth is that doctors are so good at what they do. And, you know, they're so good at treating um, these like very acute situations and, and surgery. And they, you know, they have the medicines and they have the drugs and they're so good at that. And they are given like four hours of nutrition in all of four years of medical school. Mm-hmm. That's crazy yeah. if you step back and think about it. And then we have this tendency, and especially our parents have this tendency to assume that doctors, somehow we made them into superheroes where they have all yes. the answers all the time. 100%. And it's it's just not true. Like, first of all, they're humans. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, you know, they have like varying levels of, um, awareness and intelligence and there's some amazing doctors out there and especially now practicing in the functional sphere which really means like preventative systems-based healthcare where we view everything as being interrelated as opposed to um um, the reductionist model where you just focus on specific symptoms Mm -hmm. systems of the body at a time but we are currently like our focus is on on, on the drug model, on surgeries, on medicine. And then outside of it, we have like what we call complementary and alternative medicine models or CAM therapies. And that's where you get, you know, you acupuncture, nutrition, massage therapy, herbal medicine, all of those things sort of go outside of medicine. If medicine fails, then maybe you turn to those. And that's not actually how it should be and how it makes the most sense. Because the truth is that self-care is healthcare. Like self-care is where all of our power lies. You can do so many things 
to take very good care of yourself. And then you can stay out of the medical system at large. Mm -hmm. And when you go to the medical, when you go to like a medical establishment, we were joking about this, but it's so true. You know, doctors, they, so often they'll look at, because they have to, they have to triage everything. They have to be, you know, they see people that, that have very serious conditions all the time. And so they'll look at your lab work and sort of decide whether or not you have a condition. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that condition, like, like diabetes, if you don't have diabetes, then they'll sort of send you home and say, like, come back later and we'll, you know, if your glucose is going up, or your insulin's going up, or your hemoglobin A1C is going up, they'll say, come back later, we'll see if you have, if anything's developed. And then they'll put you on the medication mm-hmm. later. Whereas you can treat that now. <laughs> like, you can understand how your lab work works for yourself, figure out where you are in the level, and then take tangible steps Mm -hmm. to bring it back down into the normal range that your body wants to be at anyway so like self-care is like it's like nourishing yourself it's that like delicious physical movement it's getting enough sleep it's really taking care of your stress and learning how to do that which is a, a huge huge part of what I teach it's connection it's play it's spirituality it's really just putting your and it's 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 um, rebalancing your nervous system, and it's putting you in a position of power with regards to your health, as opposed to giving it away to doctors. And that's what I'm really. In, that's the paradigm shift towards like mind body medicine mm-hmm. that I'm very passionate about well I think that I love that I love that model I mean being in my own you know having been my own experience for the past like two years (laughs) two years now um but that is like you go to doctors and they're basically like either you're not sick enough right for them or you truly or you go in and like for me I go in and I'm like I don't feel well this is what's happening it's counterintuitive to have this be happening based on my lifestyle and they're like, well, um, okay, yeah, like you said, either come back when you're sicker or, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's nothing wrong with you. You're saying, like, you know, have better sleep and, like, lower your stress and play, take care of yourself, all of those things. And as much as they all sound great, mm-hmm. I also think of, like, we are inundated with social media, we're scrolling through Instagram, we're, we're yeah. binging Netflix, you know, people are stressed about their job, there, some people are anxious about, you know, the state of the pandemic, or, you know, whatever's going on in the world right now, so how do you help people sort of, like, not continue to take it all on their shoulders? Oh, such a good question. Man, I think boundaries are so important, especially with, oh my gosh, with, with social media, with information overload. And I'm, I, I'm constantly telling my clients, because they'll come to me with, you know, Dr. Google or a TikTok video said I should be doing this or this Instagram post said I should be having this thing, you know, this specific supplement that's supposed to be healing. And the truth is that healing is, it happens on a very personal level when you're, taking the very best care 
of yourself in the very best way that you can take care of yourself. And what I mean by that is like prioritizing your self-care. Because if you are not filling your cup first, and this is so hard for women to understand and to learn, but if you're not giving to yourself, then you're actually not capable of giving to others in the same way that you could be if you were that strong, radiant, beautiful person with the cup completely filled. So like, I'll give you an example. So I have a client right now who is um, a therapist and she helps clients with weight loss and she's actually struggling with weight loss herself. Mm -hmm. And so we've been talking a lot about um, how to help her like we do a lot of the mind body stuff and then also how to help her balance um what she's eating and making sure she's having um balanced meals every day and recently she told me that she sits at her computer from like 10 to 7 with like zero breaks in the day and just sees clients all day and the question is like how much and how well do you think that you're serving your clients if you're not even able to take breaks to feed yourself during the day, like how, how awesome of a practitioner are you at 6 PM when you haven't eaten anything all day, you know? Mm -hmm. So we think we're serving the population at large by not putting ourselves first, but really all we're doing is, is not showing up in the strongest, most powerful way that we could be if we did put ourselves first. Right. And I think because there's a lot of feeling of I'm so replaceable. So I'm sure she's also thinking like they could just up and leave me. I better be available whenever they're, you know, I think there's a lot of fear that when you're, it's so ingrained that, and I always bring this up. It's like the, what have you done for me yesterday culture? Um, Mm -hmm. I see it everywhere. I I mean, I've dated people who were, you know, I always say like, what are they, they match like, what have you done for me yesterday? You can't get ahead Mm -hmm. because it's always this like rat race, really. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really hard to start to detach yourself from that. And then, like you're saying, if she could do that and she could feed herself and nourish herself and feel better about her, then she'd probably be like, I'm only seeing people for four hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. But what you just said about the rat race is so important because what you're talking about is, is, is our culture of burnout and overwhelm and exhaustion. And the question is, how well is that working for us? It's not. And what's happening physiologically when that happens? Because my story is, honestly, I was in that so hard. And when that happened and I went into crazy amounts of uh, like anxiety and pushing it and burnout, and I, I worked in, um, in uh, corporate finance, or no, like consulting and finance for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working long nights and I had early mornings and I worked all weekends and it was just, it was not, it was not good. And what happened is like my body fell apart basically. Like I developed adrenal issues. I almost developed a thyroid condition. I developed every possible type of digestive issue and I was sick all the time because when you go into chronic, when you're in chronic stress and you're in chronic fight or flight, you're affecting every single part of the system. And everything starts to fall apart, like your digestive system, your immune system, your nervous system with anxiety and depression and insomnia, 
your endocrine system, everything, your gut health, it all starts to completely fall apart. So when you're not, what you have to do is find a way to detach from that chronic state of overwhelm and constantly being on and get out of hustle culture Mm -hmm. and get out of that state of like just burnout and overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that, I think that most of the conditions, the quote unquote conditions that people are dealing with today, whether they're like thyroid related, weight related, digestive, you know, like anxiety, any of these things, they're really just the body asking us to wake up and listen to where it's out of balance. And it's this awesome opportunity to reconnect with ourselves who we've clearly left on the sidelines while we go and take care of everything else and everyone else in the world. And we can do that mentally. We can mentally put ourselves aside and, you know, there's obviously ramifications to that, but we can handle it in our minds, but our bodies will slowly, not even slowly all the time, they'll start to break down Mm -hmm. as we stop listening to them. And finally, there's this awesome moment where, I mean, I think symptoms are the greatest things that happen to us because there's this beautiful wake-up call for like, hold on a second, what is out of alignment in my life right now? Like, these things didn't develop out of nothing. Where did they come from? Why is this here? What am I being shown? And how can I take steps to address that so that my body goes back to balance, which is where it wants to be anyway? Right. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's a lot to sort of grasp and think about because it's just so conditioned in us to not do any of that, right? I mean, you're made to feel sort of awarded if you're just so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so, I'm just so busy. And now that I've removed myself, at least from that, you know, mentality, I, I kind of want to be like, okay, shut up. You're not that busy. You know, like I'm pretty sure... <laughs> You went to the bathroom today and you checked your Facebook. Like, come on, you're not that busy. So, but I, but it, it's true what you were saying, because in order to get back to sort of homeostasis, mentally, physically, emotionally, you have to sort of stop and look around. And if the only things you're presented with are these symptoms, well then let's dive into those, right? Because like how, what, you know, what a great way before everything before the boat sinks, at least you have some warning flares of what's going mm-hmm. on. Exactly. I mean, I think it's just the greatest thing that could ever happen to us. And we get to use it as a way. The more that you drop into your body, the more you drop into your power, the more you get to come home to yourself. And from there, you just get to radiate out all that light. And that's like the end goal of what I'm up to. <laughs> You're like, that's, and that's about it. That's all I'm doing right now, yeah. just fixing everybody. <laughs> I'm one of them. I wish. Now, more people need you, and I think that's the thing, too. I mean, you don't know what you need until you know you need it. That's, you know, one. And the other thing is, I always say is, when know when you don't know what you don't know. So if you're standing there, and you're in your body, and you're like, 
everything feels off or these five things feel off or I can't get done what I used to do or I'm trying to do this and it, I, it's not happening. I have rashes now. I can't eat this now. I, you know, my doctor's kind of blowing me off. Then, you know, stop, re- reassess and like obviously slide into Katie's DMs because you need to like if what you're doing isn't working right? I mean, on on every level. So if the doctor, that stuff's not working, the pills they gave you aren't working, your lifestyle isn't working, your emotional life, your relationship, everything is kind of like going a little wonky and haywire. You know, it's sort of time to say like, okay, let's just take a minute. Mm -hmm. Because I think what people tend to do is they'll overcompensate in one area and then be like, I'll just Mm -hmm. deal with all that later. And Mm -hmm. then when they try to, or when they're, you know, like, okay, I'm going to have a weekend. Well, then they sort of decompress by not staying in their body, but distracting themselves more from everything else. Right. So it's like, I'm only going to handle like these two things that I know I can sort of succeed at the five other things that I need to deal with. I'm going to put on the side, be it my health or how my body's feeling, the chronic fatigue that I'm feeling. I'm going to just gut it out and push through. Mm -hmm. And when the weekend comes or whatever, a day off or a vacation, you don't think about any of it. You just sort of distract from all of it. Include, like you sort of disconnect from your body. It's amazing how disconnected people are from their own bodies. Oh, I know. It's incredible. It took me so long to reconnect with my body. I had such bad anxiety and my clients so often have such bad anxiety. And anxiety is really just when you get down to the root, it's really just you don't feel safe. That's really what it is. In some way, shape, or form, you're not feeling safe. And if you can get out of your mind and drop back into your body and make your body feel safe, the anxiety goes away. Like, it's this magic trick that I wish everyone was taught all of the time. Mm -hmm. If you can get out of your mind and into your body, anxiety goes away. And again, we used to know this. We used to practice medicine through the mind-body medicine approach. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, I think, somewhere in the 1900s where we went to, like, the biomedical model of medicine that we totally flipped it on its head and went reductionist. And then just I just wanted to share this. What you're talking about with, like, with regards to how people are either focusing on, like, the food they're eating or they're doing, like, a food sensitivity test or... Oh, wow. She's going after me, folks. Just so you know, behind the (laughs) scenes, she's crushing me over here. (laughs) Or they're doing like, you know, just like, oh, I'll just focus on movement or whatever. Even though that's like we're focusing on the wellness approaches here, it's still super reductionist if you think about it. It's not looking at the whole picture. It's just focusing on one specific area. And in, in that way, it's pretty similar to the typical model of medicine we have right now. And that's that's the hard thing about what's happening with, with social media and with Dr. Google in general is so many people are hyper-focusing on that one thing they learned about and assuming it's, you know, like the be-all, end-all. Like, I get anxiety clients all the time that are like, I need to be taking the specific type of magnesium because it's going to help heal my anxiety. So can you, you know, can you get me a clinical grade version of this? And it's, that's not it. It's the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that it's literally everything that's going on. And especially sound like a broken record here, but especially it's 
how we're responding to stress and whether we're getting stuck in that cycle. Well, I think it's, it's, and it's a good broken record to have on the, 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 the turntable. Sorry, I had to pause there for a second. But, <laughs> you know, I think what happens, people don't recognize or they know, but they don't actually wrap their mind around it and actually think about it. Stress causes, besides everything we're talking about, right? So we're talking about stress causing anxiety and causing gut issues and causing anxiety, you know, all those things, right? Stress causes worse things to happen in the body. Oh, yeah. So if you are only having this, like, again, this little sort of blip of the gut stuff and the, you know, hard to lose weight, all these different things, if you're only having these little things that show up, like you said, it's great to have those signs so you could try to fix them in the best way possible as opposed to waiting until the stress just takes over the whole system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we have clinical evidence that stress influences basically every single illness ever from like, from like anxiety and, you know, GI disorders and gut health and pain and chronic pain to like acne and eczema to cancer, to depression, to obesity, to the cold, to heart disease, like literally to Alzheimer's, it literally affects everything Mm -hmm. in the body. So when you're talking, when you're, you know, you obviously have these one-on-one clients and I'm sure you have, you're able to book new people, um, but you are going to, to offer a new program. It's a group program, right? Yes. I'm going to be offering this address the stress group program very soon. Yes. Oh, this very- is great. And so this will be a, like, you know, a, a uh, bringing a group of people together, coming in so it's not one-on-one, and it's a great way to get a taste of Katie and how she does what she does so well. And then if you know you want to continue on, you can, but I think it's such a great way, especially going in as a group, there's maybe a little less stress on people to feel like maybe the anxiety would be like, oh, it's all focused on me. You know, This sort of gives you that more of a, an open-air platform. Exactly. And the, I mean, the, it's so crazy how powerful group programs can be in terms of connecting us with each other. And it's because the truth is that so many of us are going through, this is, this is another really important area that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about. So many of us are going through the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and yet not aware we're going through the exact same thing. And so we're layering on shame and blame and criticism and just like embarrassment and all these things on, and, serious amounts of criticism about what we're dealing with and why haven't we figured it out by now and the truth is again because of our like work hard play hard hustle you're not doing enough like you just said you know um what did what did you do for yesterday that sort of thing like it's very hard to recognize that other people are going through the exact same thing. And so, yeah, group programs are super powerful because they allow you to, to release all of that and to be vulnerable in circle and to heal together. So I'm so excited. I'm excited too. And you could, you could slip into Katie's DMS and toss her your, (laughs) your email, your name and your email address, and she'll put you on the wait list. But going back to what you just said, and I forgot to bring this up too, there is a lot of shame and guilt around when women are like, I really want to take care of myself, but like, what's everyone going to think? Or am I a bad mother? Or am I a bad spouse? Or 
significant other. I think there's a lot of shame around, I need to slow down. I need to take care of me. There's also, unfortunately, though, this, oh, yeah. a lot of when you're talking about with the group program, and I think this is a human ego thing, too, because at moments you're like, I'm the only one in the whole world that's mm-hmm. having this experience, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the group program shows you is that you're not the only one in the world. Mm-hmm. There are other people that are going through ex- almost exactly the same thing, just change the players, right? And feeling sort of that sense of, oh, okay, like I'm not, I'm not going crazy. I'm not losing my mind. It's not only me. These people are also taking care of themselves. So that takes a little bit of that shame and guilt off, right? But yes. there are layers of that, that guilt on, on women especially, Because it is, it's like, what have you, like, especially women when we're still making less money than men. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, you really have to like, I'm going to, I'm going to push and I'm going to hustle harder and I'm going to do this. And, whoa, I couldn't take a break because then I'll lose out for the promotion or something like that. Right. But I think Mm -hmm. you have to come to a place where you're like, screw the promotion. Like, I'd rather have a happy life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also there's, you know, do less is more. Mm-hmm. I think is important too, and having boundaries. Like again, when you're when you're grounded in yourself and you're in your body and you're taking care of yourself and you're moving your body every day and you're nourishing yourself and you've addressed all the root issues, whatever they may be, you know, gut, anxiety, all these things. Like you're in a, such such a better position. Your brain fog is gone. Like you're clear. You have mental clarity you're in such a better position to put out much better work. Yeah. And when you're feeling awful about yourself all the time and in tons of pain, mm-hmm. like no one should that because you just two things. One, you just activated the healing mechanism of your brain, right? Mm-hmm. When you're on Instagram all day, you're, you're not everyone's in fight or flight, but a lot of us are in fight or flight, especially if you're in that overwhelm setting so if you step Mm -hmm. away from it then you get to enter parasympathetic and then you activate all the healing mechanisms of your brain which is why you come back so much clearer and calmer and more relaxed and more centered and the other thing I was going to say I think it's so important I signed I I signed on like last week to do some stories about you know a subject I think it was like gastritis related and literally in like the you know, 20 seconds, I opened my Instagram account, I was inundated with like, 15 different messages, one like every second, and I totally forgot what I was going to talk about. And I got so overwhelmed, and I ended up just signing off. But that's a very real thing Mm -hmm. that we're dealing with. And what's also happening because of that, if you just said, like, when you become immune to it, I think it also means if you think about how many you know, Instagram posts you're saving and you're like, oh, I'll go back to that. How often are you actually going back to it? Mm-hmm. And how could you possibly be going back to it when you've saved a hundred every time you sign online, sign which on. is not mm-hmm. an exaggeration. No. Mm-mm. And what's happening is we're missing this. This is probably like the most, one of the most important pieces I teach my clients and I would love to instill in, in your your group here is is the is the practice of integration. It is not enough, and it it is so hard 
to do this, but it's not enough to just like save it and intellectually know you should or shouldn't be doing something. Mm -hmm. You have to actually be practicing it. And that integration piece is so hard. And when we're all inundated with social media all day, no one is practicing any integration. And by the time you get to the point where you want to do anything, I mean, we just talked about this. Like, you can go in, like, a hundred different directions, and you get totally overwhelmed. And then you just, um, there's that term, you just get totally fatigued by it. Decision fatigue. Yeah. And decide to do nothing and then start again the next day. This happens to me when I go to buy, like, I was trying to buy um, my cat a a brush. And... (laughs) I went through like 40 different brushes on on Amazon trying to find a brush and eventually didn't get anything because it was so overwhelming to try and find one, you know? It it is. I mean, that Amazon is like, talk about sensory overload. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's too much. It's too much. But I agree. And I, I wanted to just, you know, last thing here, you talk, we've talked quite a bit about the parasympathetic nervous system. And how to, you know, tap into it, recognize that you actually have that. You're not always supposed to be strung out on high stress. But what would be three ways right now someone could tap into their parasympathetic nervous system? Oh, such a good question. I love it. Okay, so the first one is when you're breathing to just make your exhales longer than your inhales. Because what that does is it sends a message to your brain that you can relax. And again, sympathetic is when you're in a a fight or flight. So you're in a fear-based response. Mm -hmm. And parasympathetic is when you're relaxed. So you want to do things that are going to help your body relax and feel more calm. So exhaling, anytime you can lengthen your exhales, your inhales will happen naturally. Mm -hmm. But lengthening your exhales will allow your body to feel safe. The second one, which I do all the time, is um, deep diaphragmatic belly breaths, where you breathe really deep into your lower belly, because again, it does the exact same thing of helping you relax um, and feel safe. But most of these are mind-body practices mm-hmm. that I'm doing. You can also, you know, exercise can also help get you out of the stress response. Um, it just, it's, it depends what type of exercise you're doing. It usually is something that um, is relaxing in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to, we didn't talk about this, but the, the nerve that regulates your parasympathetic nervous system is the vagus nerve, which I'm, I'm sure a few people have heard about, but you want to find a way to, um, regulate it. And, and you can take, you can take cold showers, but you can also hum like, hmm, or, hmm, like whatever sort of noise you make in the back of your throat or even just like a, (sighs) like Mm -hmm. all of those things will help regulate your vagus nerve. And what's really interesting about it, you could try it afterwards is um, if you do this a few times, you'll, you'll actually physically, if you're in fight or flight, you'll physically feel your body relax. You might yawn. um, You might swallow Mm-hmm. You just feel your shoulders sort of drop because you're coming out of that chronic state of stress. That's insane. I love that. Yeah. I love that that 
stimulating the vagus nerve. I didn't know how to do that. Now I do. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're so that's again, because you are your own best teacher and guide, that's your intuition helping you get out of the stress, helping you relax in a stressful situation. That's so cool. That's wow. Who knew? I was just already on the path to wellness. <laughs> it is. It's so true. You just need someone to help guide you. You know, I always say like, I'm sort of like the co-pilot that helps figure out, okay, where, where have we made a wrong turn? Where do we need to course correct? And then what's our path forward to sort of like, I'm like clearing out the debris ahead of you while you're driving down the path, and, but you're driving the car. That's such a great explanation. And I think that not only myself, but so many people need you in their life because <laughs> what a wealth of knowledge, but also like, you know, it's stuff that we know something's wrong, but we kind of fall into this like sort of off and not sure what to do. And you've tried everything and nothing is working. It's time to call Katie, period. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. I, yes, absolutely. I'm glad you agreed. I love that. Well, I will have all of Katie's information in the show notes so you can get in touch with her, get on that wait list for her group program, Address the Stress. This is going to fill up so fast. I just know it. And Katie, thank you so much for everything. Yes, of course. Thank you. This was amazing. I love it. It's so fun to come on here. <laughs> now, you can, now you can yell at me when we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when she said looking at symptoms as a good thing because we get even more stressed out, right? When we think about what's going on with us and how will we ever change and how will this be fixed? But when you look at them as sort of a beacon of hope to get you to the answers, it changes everything. I was so excited to have Katie on here. I hope you guys were too. I will have all the information on how to get in touch with her in the show notes. You can also, if you wanted to, before looking there, if you wanted to just run over and hit her up on Instagram, you can do that by going to at Katie Alderman Wellness. That's K-A-I-T-E-O-L-D-E-R-M-A-N Wellness. I think you guys can figure out how to spell that part. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved having Katie on and you should definitely look into getting your info to her so she could put you on the wait list for Address the Stress, her group program. It is going to fill up. I mean, she knows her stuff and this is going to fly off the internet shelves, if you will. So tune in to her, reach out and she'll change your life. I'm pretty sure of it. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you like this episode, please give it a review, give it a share, give it a like, give it a star, follow, subscribe keeps these podcasts running. If you want to lo- learn more about the spreads that keep Life Over Brunch filled up, you can head over to at Kiki Spreads and learn more about the three flavors. And yes, the dessert spread is still coming. As it goes, always a little, there's always a misstep in the road, but we're back on track, fingers crossed. So tune in there. And I hope that you guys are staying well. And as always, until I talk to you again, stay super swell. Well.